Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hi, this is Shosh Anand of Sodi, and you're listening to the New Warehouse Podcast. Today's safety tip is integrated technologies with a cohesive mobile strategy can help reduce downtime, increase employee productivity, and device security, which helps TNL organizations adjust operations to fight major supply chain issues. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Outdated and bulky, legacy scanning technology continues to drain warehouse efficiency. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible hardware solutions, like WorkHero from Rufus Labs. Utilizing WorkHero's efficiency-boosting wearable scanning technology, mobile device management, and labor management tools, warehouse managers will be able to easily access key performance metrics and improve operations. With their cutting-edge monthly subscription model, you're always provided with the latest barcode scanning wearables, productivity analytics software, on-site redundancies, and 24-7 global support. Superhumanly simple. Make your warehouse team superhuman with WorkHero. Go to www.getrufus.com to learn more and schedule your free demo. That's www.getrufus.com. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Level, go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. How do you create warehouse superheroes? The answer is simple with visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus. With record demand and labor shortages, warehouses need more effective workers and lightning fast onboarding. Visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus enable warehouse workers to achieve superhero performance with up to 20% improved productivity and up to 99% accuracy. Hands-free barcode scanners from ProGlove paired with wearable mobile computers is just the beginning. Improved mobile interfaces with reduced keystrokes, easy-to-read screens, custom keyboards, voice-enabled interface, and more can be realized with ease on the leading WMS platforms. Sound too good to be true? Let us show you with our one-of-a-kind virtual demo. Visit ProCensus.com to get started today. Again, that's ProCensus.com to get started.
The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Shasha Nand. He is the VP of Product Strategy at Sodi, and he has been on the show previously. Um, we talked about a few things, and he's going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the TNL report that they came out with, and and kind of focus on some of the domino effects that people are experiencing because of COVID, and some of these domino effects and how they relate to returns in our world, and also kind of just catch up and and see you know what are we kind of expecting to happen in supply chain in in 2022 as we're kind of still still coming out of this thing they call the pandemic right so <laughs> Josh welcome to the show how are you hey Kevin thanks a lot for having me back great to be back yeah happy to have you back on I love talking to you the first time so so it's good to get you back on here so if people are not familiar with Sodi and maybe they didn't listen to the the last episode uh, or they just right. haven't heard of Sodi can uh, you give us a little overview of what it is that you guys do Absolutely. So Sodi provides something called the Sodi One platform. It's a software solution kind of geared towards the IT administrator of a company. And what it is, it's an integrated suite of solutions that are really designed to reduce the cost, the complexities and downtime related to business critical mobility. It's comprised of seven products and the Sodi One platform is really helping businesses remove things like functional silos that often exist. It helps eliminate downtime. It helps uh, companies build applications faster. It helps uh, manage all mobile and IoT devices in one place. And it provides operational intelligence and deliver actionable insights. And I just want to expand, Kevin, on one thing. So in terms of building apps faster, Mm -hmm. in one of your previous podcasts, you actually had a lady, and I I apologize, I forgot her name, but she made books and characters like uh, Supply Chain and FIFO. Oh, that was our our most recent episode. Yeah, Megan, yeah. Was it? Okay, yeah. So I I was listening to that one. I thought that was pretty cool. And it was to teach kids about supply chain. So uh, I really like that one. But so what we did, the reason I bring that up is similarly, we've tried to introduce something called Blockly, which is uh, really teaching young kids how to program. And so what we've done is we've used this concept to not obviously teach kids to use this, but to have people like you and I who are maybe mm. not be developers, uh, but we can build apps in literally a matter of minutes. Mm. And it's like a drag and drop type experience. It's like puzzle pieces that you can put together. So it makes it easy to build a mobile app. In one of your other podcasts, you actually had the CEO and founder of Ohi. Is it pronounced O-H-I? O-H-I? Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just talked to him the other day for for a refresh. So yeah, a, so he talked about episode. he talked about instant commerce, and mm-hmm. he mentioned like DoorDash and GoPuff and these. Mm-hmm. T- so I just wanted to mention like these are actually customers that leverage Sodi's technology to manage mm-hmm. their mobile devices, and what they want to be able to do is they want to be able to upgrade all of their different technologies at scale. Mm-hmm. And what I mean at scale, it's not like you know one or two; it's it's hundreds or thousands or millions of devices that they need to upgrade. And so they're leveraging Sodi's technology to kind of manage their technologies. Mm. Very interesting. Hopefully I give yeah. you an idea. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. And, and thank you for being a listener too. I, I love that. That's great. 
absolutely. <laughs> so the Blockly thing, I mean, I, that's pretty cool. I, I wasn't uh, yeah. aware of that. So is that that's something that's that's new since the last time we talked? I, I don't remember you mentioned. So it we've had something called Sodi Snap. It's one of our yeah. products. It helps build apps. What we were getting was. We were a company that was kind of focused on device management, mm. and we said, "Let's let's you know we're we're being asked to build these apps, and they weren't crazy apps." What we noticed is that a lot of companies, especially in the TNL industry, they're still using a lot of paper and pen processes, mm. and they were using clipboards. I have an example. For example, a a, a concrete company that uh, delivers concrete, they have a very short window of two hours to deliver their concrete. And during that time, they have to give updates to their customers about where the concrete is so that it gets poured on time and all these mm. types of things. And they were they had this process where they would have to radio in. So the truck driver has to radio in. And if the customer wanted an update, the, it would go to the central office. The central office would call the driver. The driver would say, okay, I'm here. I'm at this location. I'm on my way. I'm 20 minutes away. And sometimes they wouldn't pick up the phone because they might have been in an accident or whatever. And so these real-time updates were not available. And they also wanted to track things like fuel, how much fuel they were consuming and all these different things. And all of this was paper-based forms, which meant it was being documented, but it was being documented by the driver. It was taking a long time. And so we actually used Sodi Snap to help them build an app in literally a few minutes because it was look at your paper-based form and I can build you a mobile app. And, and, And it took a few minutes for us to go in and save them. I think they said it was about, you know, uh, 20 to 25 minutes a day in the truck driver having to fill in these updates. It was customer satisfaction because the customers sometimes were frustrated when they didn't get an update. Mm -hmm. Now they can actually get visibility into what's going on in real time with their concrete. They know exactly where it's at so they can time everything else that needs to take place once that concrete is poured. Mm -hmm. So it was a cool, it was a really cool story where we're helping cut the the operations of the company to really automate stuff. And now the drivers don't actually have to, it's like a one button thing, right? It's, it's not a right writing things down um, in this, this clipboard that, you know, who knows where it goes, but uh, sometimes it just goes into a binder, right? And and sometimes somebody has to (laughs) manually take that information and put it into a system, Mm. but it happens way later. It doesn't happen in real time. So we're giving them that real time visibility that they're looking for. Yeah. It's incredible. I I love that you made it so easy to create something like that because I think yeah. like you kind of touched on there. It's just taking a form and like making it digital and yeah. it's, it's very simple thing to, to transition over. It's not like some complex app that needs to be built. That's like doing all these different things. And, and yeah. like you mentioned it, it, when you're doing it on paper, it takes away that entire real time effect. And, and that's like a huge, huge thing because you really don't know what's going exactly. on until sometimes maybe like a week later, maybe a month later. <laughs> and then like, if you're relying on somebody to input the data, well, you know, yeah. maybe they're on vacation or something and you don't really know what's going on at the, the time it's happening. And you may need to make decisions on based on that data and you may meet, end up making them too late and and the time yeah. savings 20 to 25 minutes may seem like you know eh, it's not that much right but if you look at 20 to 25 minutes extrapolated over all the drivers that they may exactly. have exactly over a yes. year i mean you're talking yeah. like thousands of dollars in labor so you're right so yeah. it's really awesome that you've done that I, i'm curious you know how has it kind of because you said it was uh, a different 
platform and now it's Blockly. And so how has that transitioned over and how are you getting it like exposed to younger individuals to get them like? Yeah. Yeah. Them? Very good point. So with the, with the, with these mobile apps, mm. it's, it's kind of like, this is exactly the way the younger generation wants to learn, right? They mm. want to learn on a mobile app. They don't want to learn by reading a manual or even reading a word document. Even a word document is, is kind of outdated for these guys and spreadsheets yeah, are like, yeah. so if I can <laughs> present that material in a, in a mobile app format and I can make it like easy, uh, a nice kind of, you know, with a hamburger menu and make it look mm. good. Um, and those are things that a lot of companies are asking us for. It's very simple. It's I've got a word document even, or even Excel spread. So maybe they've already digitized, but they want that information to be presented in a mobile app. That's something that somebody can go to that you can get notifications from and, and you can just fill it in with a button and I can speed up the time of entering the data mm. and it's real time. And I get notified and the customer can get notified and everybody's getting visibility in real time. So, and, and not only that, right, they took the clipboards or they took these word documents and they made them dynamic. Well, what do I mean by that? It is like YouTube videos, right? So I can Im implant a YouTube video into my app now and I can teach people, hey, this is how you fill in this form. So it's reducing support calls and support headaches as well. I can record audio. I can get digital signature captures. I can share other videos. It doesn't have to be YouTube as, as an example, but this is just things that, you, you know, so now you've created this interactive experience, which is exactly what people are looking for. So it's, it's kind of changed the ballgame in terms of, okay, I'm no longer working on a Word document or a spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm actually working in a mobile app. And, and it, makes the, it makes the younger workforce even feel like, hey, this is easy. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great. I mean, I, I'm teaching a supply chain course right now at a college. And yes, yeah, that's right. I heard that, yeah. When I'm telling them to like read from the the book, I mean it's an ebook, but it's still like they're kind of like, like you know, yeah. can tell like they don't want to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Even I, I would say, sorry, we're, we're probably going a little bit off topic, but yeah, I, I would fine. say that even our onboarding experience when we hire new staff, yeah. we went from this, you know, a lot of when you're interviewing employees and staff, they ask a lot of questions, and you're mm -hmm. emailing back and forth, and and you know, you could have a frequently asked questions document that you can share with them but what we did was even internally we use our own snap tool to build like our hr team built a, mm -hmm. an app and this app is like when you interview with us it's a whole it's a whole experience now you download this app yeah. it gives you the frequently asked questions it gives you videos of of sodi it shows about our our people and culture it shows you know what our workplace is like mm. so they get a whole different experience than a, just an email back and answering your question it is like yeah. okay we're going to give you everything we're going to schedule your date and time here's a map of our place you can put in map capabilities all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a very nice interactive experience and it changes the experience. And I think that's what customers are looking for. Something new, something yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. Cause I, I mean, I think that even, you know, with right now is a tough, like labor market, it's hard to get people in the door and, and creating yeah. that, creating that better onboarding experience is just like exactly. a, a great start to their, their job with you. And it, it doesn't yeah. turn them off in any way. I mean, I know like I've, started jobs in my career and like I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even get my like computer to work on <laughs> which was like essential for the job for like a week and a half after I started so I was kind of yeah. like why am I even here right and so yeah, so I yeah. mean having these different things and and being more visible and, and being more interactive as well I mean I think it makes a, a great experience all around I could see how they can get applied to operations in a, in a lot of different ways so so very cool stuff yeah I'm happy you shared that with me
So let, let's talk a little bit about this TNL report. Right? Yeah. So, so TNL for anyone that's wondering, it is transportation and logistics, right? So that right. section of the uh, industry. So, so tell us a little bit about the the TNL report. I, I mean, it seems like you guys are really not only focused on you know your core at, at helping the the mobile management and things like that, but you're also really yeah. into the the education with the apps you're just talking about, and now yeah. also kind of commissioning this TNL report. So, so what is it? Tell us about it. Yeah, so we essentially kind of commissioned a report where we wanted to understand what are the challenges that companies are facing in transportation and logistics. And it's cool because we do this on a regular basis, on an annual basis, and we want to understand what are the changes, especially with COVID. And and so this permanent shift kind of to e-commerce is really at the height of the pandemic, it placed an even greater demand on transportation logistics on the sector itself in 2021. Mm. And it was so much so that the demand on TNL companies really created this, what we call the domino effect right. in delays for last mile deliveries and returns in right into Q4 of this year. Mm. And so the report showed that 98% claimed that they deal with technical or system difficulties that delay shipments in a normal week. So we talked mm. to the IT managers. That's kind of the focus. Yeah. But what this did is it pushed TNL leaders to think a little bit outside the box and come up with new ways to work with retailers and keep the end consumer informed about what's going on mm. from the moment that they place an order to when the product reaches their doorstep. So our, it's called the Mobilizing the Delivery Workforce State of Mobility in TNL in 2021. Mm-hmm. A long name, but it found that TNL companies, they're making huge tech investments in 2020 and 2021 to really fight these domino effects. But the increase, which was around 28% in 2020, it caused tremendous strains in operations. And most importantly, it actually caused a lot of strains in employee productivity. Mm. And so it's not the lack of technology, but it's rather the integration of technologies that is limiting productivity. It's creating siloed workflows and it's causing TNL companies to lose valuable time when they're in the field. The report also mentions that 72% believe that their, that their systems that they're using and the technologies that they're using are not integrated really well. And so um, we know that these, these post-pandemic supply chain complexities, they're not really going to fade away. Mm. So it's important that the TNL industry talk to the retail, uh, the retailer parties to develop uh, a collective point of view where the retailer, where the retail supply chain is headed. It's important that retail and TNL organizations, they need the right tools. They need the right systems so that they're integrated to help them communicate with each other seamlessly and in real time. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, it's super comprehensive uh, report as well, but it's interesting. I think the first number you threw out there, like 98% said that 98%, yeah. they're experiencing delays in shipping because of technology issues on their end. I yeah. Think that's, like, I, I mean, we know we know the insane, supply chain right? issue with the Suez Canal and yeah, we, know, yeah. we know those areas, but there's other things that are happening. It's not, yeah. it, there's a lot of behind the scenes, the tech that they're using is, is slowing them down as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, things like you brought up the Suez Canal. I mean, you know, some of those things are like out of our control as companies, right? Exactly. Operations. But when you look at the technology, it's kind of, it's interesting to see because I think a lot of people uh, get hung up in, in investing in the technology, but then they don't realize that on the, on, you know, the front end, you're, you're experiencing delays. It's causing you, costing you more money because you haven't invested. And, and it goes along with what you said that people are really starting to invest in that technology in like the past two years and going into 2022. So, so I, I think it's very, 
interesting there. And, you know, what do you think is, is happening? Because I, I believe the last time we talked to you was kind of the, the beginning of this year, right? And so, yeah. you know, what what do you think is happening, like, in the this second half of the year, like, in, with COVID and everything? Do you think that companies are still feeling the impact or are they starting to come out of this? What, what is the situation there? Yeah, actually, maybe the opposite, like with the 2021 holiday shopping season kind of coming in, there's a surge in online shopping and demand on faster delivery, uh, which is causing retailers to perform, you know, they've got to do inventory checks, they've got to be up to date on what's happening in their stores, in their retail stores, they have to know exactly what's going on, they have to figure out how to automate orders for their high demand stock items, Mm -hmm. they have to be able to track orders instantly. And, and, uh, oh, going back to the report, 70% stated that kind of reducing downtime of mobile devices in the field is a top business concern for their business. And so what we're finding is, you know, these technology decision makers, they're at a crossroad because the, the pace of innovation is, is changing and it's growing, it's growing so fast. Oh, yeah. And so to keep up these TNL leaders, they have to, these t- transportation logistics leaders, they have to adopt um, what I would say mobile, intelligent mobile technology, mm-hmm. which is designed for their specific industry. And it will help them accelerate innovation and their way to communicate with retailers. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, you know, it's not just about buying the shiny device, but you have to think a little bit about how well is that shiny device going to be integrated with my other components? Can I communicate the results of this technology with other people? Can it be upgraded? Can mm-hmm. it be easily managed? Those are the things that you have to think about other than just the functionality of what it provides. So if businesses can kind of combine mobile technology with an integrated business critical mobile strategy this will uh, kind of undoubtedly kind of allow them to see performance gains and help them future proof their operations so i'd like to use a quick example one example would be that I may use like a ticketing solution and and you may be familiar with a lot of ticketing solutions that are out there where you run into a problem, there's an issue that happens and you track something, right? Um, If it's not integrated with your device management solution and you use another solution to, to manage your mobile devices, well, they don't know anything about each other. So when an end user calls in and they're on their mobile device and they're using an app and there's a problem, it's completely disconnected. So I'm going to ask, as a help desk technician, mm. I'm going to ask that user, I'm going to say, okay, what device are you on? What application are you using? What version are you on? Can I, you know, how do I grab your log files? How do I see your screen? And how do I do all these things? So I have to go back and forth. And then my developer who might have built the app is somewhere else. And I've got to do this, you know, it's like a broken telephone, right? It's, it's going back and forth. So if these two solutions were integrated together, I don't have to ask any of those questions because a device management solution has all the information about that particular device, about that user, they know exactly what version's on the device, and they can actually upgrade that that user. They can grab log files. They can do all that stuff. So having them integrated together is a key component that a lot of companies are not realizing today. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I mean, I think it's a great point because you know there is that that time savings, and you know, we go back yeah. to even just the example of getting away from paper, but. You know, when yep. you're, you're involving all these devices and all, all these different things, you need to manage them in a, in a proper way. And I think that's a, a great point there. You need to integrate everything and, you know, having to communicate. And, and some people, you know, that are using the devices are, are not so tech savvy, maybe on the IT exactly. front. So you, you're right, Kevin. Yep. What, what device are you using? And they say, oh, I don't know, The you know, 
the one that you gave me. Like, I, <laughs> exactly. Right? So, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that, and then yeah. I've dealt with the same thing on on my end. You know, many times where IT is asking, "Oh, what what computer is it that you're on?" Because they're remote to the operation, and yeah. and I got to show people. I'm like, "Well, you have to go into Windows, look to look in system information, and tell you the device name." And yeah, stuff. yeah. And people don't know that generally. You know, that's not no. something like that's just common knowledge. So, so being yeah. able to easily see try grabbing a log thing. file from a mobile device not so easy. Yeah, I have no idea how to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, we get we we always talk about how customers we ask them what app they're using. They say it's the orange one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's great that you guys are pushing this, and I, and I think it just shows you know everything that's happening, and you know with code and the the pandemic. I mean, obviously, it's a, a terrible thing that happened, but I think it it also showed people that they need to be technologically advanced and and invest in the innovation and 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 be able to embrace those so that they can properly run their operation whether they you know they're on a crutch or not because they have limitations based on things like a, a pandemic right so exactly. so embracing yeah. those technologies is certainly a huge thing you mentioned also in there with the domino effects a little bit about mm-hmm. returns as well so I want, mm-hmm. to, I want to touch on that a little bit because you mentioned you know the 2021 holiday shopping is underway and it's going to be huge from you know yeah. what we're expecting you know, we we're expecting much more because we've seen so many more peaks throughout the pandemic than just the typical seasonal peak, right? It's been an unexpected peak because everybody's moving towards e-commerce and everybody's embracing the, the convenience that that provides because they were forced to, in a sense, in, in some aspects of a period of time. So, so yeah. how do you think companies are kind of successfully managing the influx of returns? Because with an influx of online shopping, comes the back end of the influx of returns as well. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you're right. And Kevin, the report kind of showed that 78% of TNL companies, mm-hmm. they're actually exploring new ways to handle returns as the kind of retailers overcome purchase barriers. Yeah. 73% of TNL companies are now actually trying to work with retailers to improve the return process. So, um, you know, with returns, it's about, I guess, in some cases, it was around 10% of retail sales. Mm. Uh, and many e-commerce providers implemented like a try and return model. Mm. So this was cool because a lot of people were like, okay, if I can, if I know I can return it, I'll, I'll probably try it out. And so it, it, it really encouraged consumers to order, try cheap products sold online, return if they're not satisfied. And so this was good for things like, you know, household items, clothes, consumer goods, But the returns process, I would say, is just as important uh, as the retail sale itself. It's Mm. especially as retailers, they actually experienced, it wasn't 10%, it was a 41% increase in online returns last holiday season. Wow. So huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as we think about the holidays and beyond, companies should really have technology and apps top of mind because 
it's really there's going to be a surge right in online shopping we know that it's not it's not a, it's not going to be a shocker so how do we make the returns process easy mm. so some of the companies that we're working with they're developing an app that's really easy to use i don't have to wait in this crazy long line mm. but you know i can explain kind of some of the scenarios but i would just say that even the return process reflects your brand's value. It has yeah. really little involved. If it has little involvement, if the consumers can do it very easily, and it's maybe just a few clicks, and and then and you're done, that that really increases your brand value. And then the other thing is just providing consumers with choice, right, on how to make returns. Can it be in store? Can I get a multiple carrier? Is there maybe a nice drop-off location that's close by? These are all kind of different methods to manage expectations and really prepare as much as possible. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And I, I think the you know the forty-one percent increase is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I know. So. My, I, I have an experience with my own wife. She she will buy three pairs of shoes for my kids, yeah. knowing she full well she will have to return two of those pairs. <laughs> So, uh, but she does it. And, yeah. and if it's easier, I think, you know, more people will do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it's, you make it easier on the consumer side. You have to think about operationally to make it easier yeah. for yourself as well to, to intake that inventory back and then, and then get it saleable again quickly because you yeah. run into the issue where, especially if you're looking at clothing and things of that nature, like you, you run out of season pretty quickly. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. so you want to make sure you can make use of that inventory as much as possible. So, yeah, so I mean, embracing technology to be able to do those things, like you said, making apps that it's easier, not only for the consumer to return, but then also to, to get that data of what's coming back and when and where is also a huge thing as well. So, so very interesting stuff for the, the TNL report. I mean, it's incredibly comprehensive and, you know, I'm happy that you guys put it out as a resource for the industry. But yeah. you know we're we're coming to the end of 2021 here. So, mm-hmm. so why don't you why don't you like transport us into the future, the end like the end of 2022? What do you think the next year looks like in terms of supply chain and, and heading into you know are we coming into a, a close of all these um, dramatic things happening in the supply chain? Yeah, so I think like your previous kind of podcast mm-hmm. with Ohai oh, oh, said, there's going to be this huge surge in online shopping. There's going to be yeah. sp- faster delivery times expected. It's not same, you know, it's not two day. It's it's one day. It's same day. It's even same hour. And people will not even look at the product in many cases. They'll look at how fast it can come to me. So I think that's going to be huge. And what does that mean for a company? It's about technological investments. There has this supply chain, you know, what do I expect? I see a lot of huge technological investments being made. There's going to be an investment made to control the supply chain and its communication with its partners, Mm. as well as backups for the unforeseen issues like the Suez Canal scenario. I think that some retailers will uh, even begin to see uh, the return of their earlier investments, which allow them to kind of be able to predict and manage challenges and returns in last mile delivery. Mm. So we can kind of see this already like, A lot of companies, for example, they're trying to leverage RFID technologies to say, I don't want to just scan, but maybe as I enter a truck, it already it already scans for me. So logistics are going to be kind of, you know, how do I minimize the hand scanner versus just taking a box and having it go through the truck and having it automatically be detected of where it is at this point in time. So visibility and in very quick ways to get visibility into your logistics will will kind of be a big investment in many companies because really a lot of consumers are looking for those real-time updates as well as retailers are looking for re- these real-time updates of where their their TNL kind of side of the business is happening mm. 
I think that an integrated mobility and IoT platform, so when I say IoT, I'm referring to Internet of Things. Right. I'm referring to not just the mobile devices, but let's think about other devices that are being used, other technologies that are being used to maybe detect, for example, temperature. Uh, maybe things have to be cold. They have to be set at a certain temperature. So you'll, be, you'll leverage sensors. Maybe you're leveraging mobile printers to print you new receipts or barcodes. So mobile printers. These are all smart connected devices. Mm. They don't have a rich operating system underneath, but they also need management. So I think that if you have an integrated mobility and IoT platform, it can help you reduce your downtime of mobile devices and, and uh, address that lack of employee productivity. I think that more and more employees will be given mobile devices as opposed to kind of doing things manually. And this gives the organization the ability to know exactly where people are but also where their where their parcels are at any point in time so and when i mean mobile devices this could be even a wearable it could be a a watch it could be a glasses i i see that there's a lot of need for us to save seconds so right. if i have to pull out a gun to scan a barcode versus just using my google glasses or real wear or some type of where i can just look at the box and yeah. look at the scan that's going to save me time. And, and that's seconds. And I think that's what companies are now looking at. They're not just saying, I want to invest in technology. They're saying, how do I take it from five seconds to two seconds to one second? Mm. So every little bit will matter. This kind of investment it will minimize service interruptions. It will allow supply chain workers to gain insights into the devices on the platform and help manage them accordingly. I think customers are going to expect hybrid solutions for quick turnaround purchases that also adhere to things like social distancing requirements and those mm. types of things as well. Mm. Yeah, all very interesting points. And, uh, you know, I think it kind of just leads back to one thing is that, you know, all everybody needs to kind of embrace the the innovation to, to keep up yeah. with the demand that's coming. And, right. you know, I think it's a, a huge thing. And, you know, I've talked to so many people on the, the podcast throughout the pandemic and, you know, it's kind of yeah. evident that this is like push people to accelerate their technology plan a lot. And I think that right. that's, that's just going to continue to go. So, so very interesting insights from you, Shash. And I, you know, I love to talk to you. It's, it's always very interesting and, and a great time. So, so I really appreciate you coming on this show. If people are okay. interested in learning more about Sodi and finding out how they can build their own apps, how, yeah. how can they do that? Yeah, so they can go to soti.net, S-O-T-I dot N-E-T, and there they'll find a whole kind of, uh, we can get you started in building an app in a few minutes and get it on your mobile device and away you go. All right. Great to hear. I'll yeah. put all that information on the newwarehouse.com as well as the Thanks, TNL Kevin. report so people can reference it. So Shash, thank you once again for your time on the show. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.